0: Pretty, pretty, this, me. It's just black and white. It's like, you either do this or you die. Seriously? Vegas with a chick of the
1: ultimate medium.
0: You don't understand English.
1: Juan Kenobi.
0: Juan Kenobi.
1: That's all I wrote. I'm not sure what I was thinking. But why are you talking about this? And you're like, because I'm
0: bored. Prolific. Is that you scratching your chin, dude? Yeah. Mm. Did you like it? Mm. It's pretty uh It was like that uh It's that? like the perfect sound. What's that brushboard that they used to have? Like by? a washboard? Yeah. <laughs> That's watch 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 that's a, That's a washboard. Or it could also be a very... It's an underrated vagi- instrument. very loose vagina sound. Whoa. All right. What a
1: horrible way to start off a show, man. Yeah,
0: sorry. It was a waste of 38 seconds, but what are you going to do about it other than cry and maybe puke a little bit? All right. But uh, here we are. We're back. This is the 15th episode of Pretty this Meat, so I think this calls for uh, an era of celebration. So yeah, if right. things are a little light and irreverent, forgive us. In advance. What are they usually? Heavy and sad? They're heavy and irreverent. <laughs> no, not really. Um, yes, back again to get prolific for the 15th time on record. So without further ado, we jump into Takes One to No and Tyler Go. Um, wait, what did you
1: just click there? I just went to my notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, is, am I expecting something to happen? All right. Do you want... um?
0: Um, so wait, do you want to keep it light? I want to keep it whatever you want to keep it. I want to keep it a hundred, 100. I want to keep it a hundred. All right. So the phrase
1: like dying happy, Mm. you know, like I can die happy now. Right. Why do you want to die happy? Why do you want to die at all? I feel like if you're going to like, if that's a weird goal to have, like you should live happy and then just when the happiness starts to go away then you can see like it for good going away probably cuz you're just like this is
0: about as good as it gets maybe that's when you die i don't know a lot about dying i've never <laughs> been through it before but i if it hurts i want to die happy yeah yeah i you don't, don't want to i don't want to die in you don't want to die doing uh, something you don't
1: like no hell no what if you're being handed like a bill and then you die yeah Or would you want to die like mid, you know, hot sex session? No, you want to finish the sex session. No, I think think mid hot section
0: would be great. Really? Mid hot sex session, just keel over and die. And then the girl's got to live with that forever. Or she dies too, and you just, it's blissful euphoria. Okay, that's actually probably the perfect way. Heading into the afterlife. How could you argue with that? I don't think there's any I mean, I can see dying happy
1: if like you can see some coming catastrophe, you know, and you're like, this is all we got left. Yeah. But like you said, to have a heart attack when you're at, like your your height of happiness.
0: Well, seems obviously kind of no like a bummer. Well no, let's take a second to, to to analyze this commonly tossed around idea of dying happy. Yeah. So when people are saying I can die happy I can yeah. die happy what
1: it kind of I know they mean it in the way that like they're checking something off their bucket list right like sweet
0: what more is there left to live well that's the that's the thing like they're saying okay I didn't leave anything on the table that I could have taken you know what I mean I didn't leave anything up for chance or up to granted like I got I guess but
1: don't you kind of want to marinate in that happiness a little bit
0: yeah well I think that's kind of what the idea is that you die in that state of, like, completeness and, you know what I mean? Right. As opposed to, like, maybe having a heart attack and going, shit, I didn't feed the dog. Like, you know, like. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's just my take on it. But if if we're talking about dying just. In the moment. Of, yeah. I would. uh Like, you want to do it on a
1: shrooms trip, having a fucking great time, or do you want to do it in at the DMV? I don't know, man. God, I wish this was just. And staying in line from the DMV. I don't for know. Four it hours. depends
0: on how much it hurts. If it doesn't hurt, then I think it'd be dope to die at the DMV. I think it'd be a w- like you would you'd be you'd be a legend. He went to the DMV to get his registration paid for, and he died in line. Imagine if you died at Forever 21,
1: like when you were about to turn 22.
0: Oh wow, you'd be immortalized. What a great advertising! You'd probably campaign. be the spokesman for t- Forever 21 for the rest of your well this girl lived it if rest of your to, non-physical existence because
1: I guess you're dead now it would be a lasting legacy though this girl lived yeah. her forever 21 life change the name
0: of the company to your name <laughs> you know they would have to what choice would they have she's legitimately going to be forever 21 <laughs> man it's just that she died on our premises which kind of sucks
1: Yeah, but that's okay
0: you know i had something i was totally going to bring up and i just it just got away from me in a matter of 5 seconds i had an idea and lost an idea and i don't know what it was it sounded great yeah i don't know <laughs> i think dying uh dying anywhere other than your house would probably be pretty off oh no here's what it is okay yes all right awesome this is this is what you call a tangent here we go uh i love them i have this irrational fear a lot of people don't like tangents i love tangents of Not dying dying's like you know if you're not afraid of dying you're i think you're being a little ignorant because because who knows what comes after death but that's another yeah yeah discussion for another day i have this irrational fear though and i always think about ways in which i will die and subsequently how i'm discovered and one of the things that i think about when i watch tv or some people like dying in shows and stuff like i always think like What's the most embarrassing fucking way to be found dead? And for me, it's got to be like butt ass naked in the shower, like you fell over and you have your asshole sticking up in the air and your butt cheeks are all spread open and they just come in and find you and there you are. That's t- that to me. I tell this to my girlfriend all the time and she's just like, "Why is why why do you even think about that?" I'm just like, it's just,
1: I, dude. I know where I know exactly why you're thinking of that because I have a feeling you don't remember this. But there was a time when James came to baseball practice one day, like with like a, like a sling, and we were just like, "What the fuck happened?" Because you know, clumsy ass James got hurt like every two years, and it was like for like eight months at a time. Yeah,
0: he was legitimately injured,
1: and it was that he slipped in the shower, and he like popped his shoulder out and his and and his dad had to come in to help him up and he was like it was the worst like i'm i'm laying on the ground like all wet with my dick out and i have to be like dad help me up and he like throws a towel on me but i can't like put it on because i only have one working arm so he lived
0: your your horrendous death scene yeah, that, that <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason there's just something so unsettling about that and for me, uh regardless. Let's face it, like, naked
1: bodies are, are are disgusting.
0: Yeah. Especially when they're not like No, well when they're just kind of like, or just kind of like strewn about yeah. all willy nilly. Like it just it's, they it's look creepy so as weird. fuck. And I don't know why I'm so concerned about this particular way. Like if I died behind the wheel of my car just randomly, like on the freeway? On the freeway. Can you I imagine? I wouldn't be embarrassed to be... Just the thought of it, like, really? that's not embarrassing. The
1: thought that, like, you die and then cause probably, like, a 20-car wreck because suddenly a car has just gone AWOL on the freeway. Like, I, I mean,
0: I died. What can I do? Like, I, but, sorry. okay, like, but you died in the shower, so why do you care? I Just for some reason, to, <laughs> to go into the quote-unquote afterlife, knowing that you were found spread-eagle, asshole, wide open by everyone and their mother, It's just, like... It's, I feel like it would just be like, you know, like a reputation gets started about you or something and people are just whispering, oh my God, that's the guy who had his butt cheeks wide open when he died. Well, uh. that's, that's the thing. If
1: you die in such a hilarious way, like it doesn't matter how much of a cool person you were or how sad your death was. It's embarrassing. People are just going to be like. Oh yeah. He died with his butt open. He died impaled on, on a gate
0: and his, and the gate, and the gate spokes were in his ass. What? What? That's all they'll remember. They'll forget your face before they forget that things were in your ass. Who was that, Curtis? No, it was Tyler.
1: Oh, my God. I can't even remember his name, but I remember that spoke up his
0: bunkhole. Yeah, that's that's my two cents on dying in random ways and being found. Being found is really the the kicker. I don't really, I'm not worried about how I die, it's how I'm found. Have you heard those stories
1: of like old ladies like going up to their husband's room for like the first time and like like, three months. Like, they keep leaving, like, food on the, you know, thing, and they think he's just napping, and he's been dead for, like, three months.
0: You've never heard that? <laughs> oh, my God. I was <laughs> just spit coffee everywhere.
1: No, really? That's a thing? <laughs> they read that once on the Levitard show. God like damn. some 85-year-old woman, like, found her husband dead in, in the bed upstairs.
0: He had been dead for, like, you know, Fuck some me. long period of time. That would be so insanely shitty to... To not only discover them dead, but, but then to have this thought, like, that you're like how what? long have they been dead? Did I really not check?
1: Like, did I really not have, a, like, a, an interaction with this person I live with for that long oh to know God. if they were alive or not? We got morbid real fast today. I kind of like it. My other one was a little more... uh Economic. It was a fun little game. But Play it we'll, on we'll, me. Well, no, we'll save that for next time. Okay. I got. Right. I got. I got to stop using more than one takes at, at once. All it's right. Hard.
0: I have one and a half takes today. All right. Cool. Um, the first one isn't so much of a take as I just want to raise awareness on a uh, certain issue, All and right. that issue is that today is national pizza day oh yeah so if anybody catches this i want you to go out and celebrate in the best way possible and that's eating pizza it doesn't matter how you do it what kind you like where you get it from just go eat some damn pizza i don't care if it's a di or i highly a doubt the majority pizza. of the people
1: that are listening to this are listening to it today
0: who knows who cares it'll be up in about an hour and a half so if you happen to catch it it'll be about 5.30 where you are. Just go get yourself some and, goddamn pizza. And for everyone else, for the rest of time in the future, um, you can just get pizza because it's a normal day anyway. I would encourage you to eat pizza whenever you feel so inclined because yeah. I feel that strongly. It's an, it's an issue that needs an awareness. People really – I'm trying to get them on board with this whole eating pizza thing. Kirk, um, Kirk has one tattoo, and it's a pizza on his foot. I have one tattoo. I'm 28, by the way, and uh, I – went a whole 28 years without getting a tattoo same until i felt the fucking need to get a tattoo and that S- is of a slice of pizza same it's true love tyler tell us about your tattoo that you've had for
1: a week <laughs> it's the uh as adult swim in brackets not adult swim in brackets Just just the as in brackets the, the and logo as i was getting it done like the lady the the girl who i told at the front desk she's like oh that's cool and she like drew it out and then she printed it out for the lady that was going to do it for me and she's like I don't watch, you know, pop culture. I don't do anything, you know, as far as keep up with television. So I don't know. And and she was in her 40s. I don't expect someone, you know, that is maybe so maybe a Gen Xer, but anyone beyond that, I don't expect them to ever know what Adult Swim is. And some other guy that came in later as it was getting done. Like he kind of looked at me, like I could tell he was looking at her, looking at me. And then just asked her what's up and then left. Like, if he knew what it was, he was probably going to make a comment about it. And then right away after that, some younger girl who also works, I walked in and was like, oh, hey, Adult Swim. So it's kind of like
0: a a barometer in terms of how old you are. I feel like it's a niche thing, but in, like, the biggest way possible. Like, Adult Swim is still niche, but, like, hugely popular at the same time, you know? They're definitely, like, they've got their... Audience that they cater to, but it's not like it's like, oh, I feel like you know, like, if you, cold, like even if, if you don't watch Adult Swim, you you, know you might be some you, of the you, shows if maybe. you
1: and that's why I didn't want the, the Adult Swim. If you just the AS in brackets, you may not know what it is, but you're like, I've seen that before, I
0: know yeah. I've seen that somewhere. That's pretty cool though, but yeah, National Pizza Day, go out and celebrate. There's only one way to celebrate <clears throat> National Pizza Day, and that is to consume some type of pizza product or fuck it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean. I think I think a, a, a an even greater way to show your love to something is to eat it. I guess that's true because in my
1: scenario it's not quite as intimate because you're putting the pizza inside of you. Inside of you.
0: Of you. Yeah. 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 You're right. I'm gonna that's some low-hanging fruit. I'm, you're gonna, right. I'm gonna lay off that one for you. Um but I wanted to jump into my take and then later you poop it out, which doesn't get more more intimate than that. Yeah, without without further ado here's my take sorry <laughs> um so as uh as i uh, re relayed to the audience in the uh, last episode i am without job jobless unemployed if you're not into the whole brevity thing and uh, i have been spending at least two to three hours every day looking and applying for jobs and i know it doesn't seem like that's you know a lot considering you would spend like eight hours working in an office. And if you're only putting three hours towards looking for a job, you know, it, it just doesn't really like, it doesn't seem to compare or stack up to, you know, actually doing work, but you got to consider that I'm not getting paid for this. And that's kind of the whole, you know, that's really the key issue here is that I'm not getting paid to do something I don't want to do. And, but I kind of have to do it if I want to get paid. So it's sort of like a never ending cycle. But the thing that, really irritates me about looking for a job and this is gonna kind of double into our uh, our discussion here a little bit later pretty well and that's the fact that I you know I'm not a I'm not a super skilled person like I've only worked you know like one legitimately like professional office setting job and a handful of other you know elevated positions in retail stores so it's like
1: you can't just put smart on the drop menu of
0: like uh, a a skill that even shows up (laughs) um so i'm i'm not like super skilled like i didn't study engineering so i don't know how to use like engineering programs i didn't study art i don't know how to do this or that you know
1: i think we talked in in a in a previous episode about how like intelligence is really only 10% of like how successful you can be at
0: a job mm-hmm. because really it's all about you got to be competent. Yeah. And that, be and that work that you put forth, you got to be motivated. Yeah. Respect your, your, and, higher um, ups. so like I said, like I don't have a lot of skills and the things that I do like pride myself on, you know, having somewhat of a skill set on, they're kind of like, they're intangibles. Like you can't, you can't get certified for being oral a de- communication being skills. A, a you can't get, coworker. you know, you can't get a, a plaque that says you're a good multitasker like you kind of just have to people are just taking your word for it on that one but those are all skills that it's like you know there's certain sectors of the of any any professional organization that needs people who are good at multitasking and good at this, but it's like, you know, you just, you I can't, come to, I come to work every day on time for yeah. the most part. And you can't, can you I can't quantify that, that. So I have a lot of this shit on my resume. That's kind of hard to gauge at the outset. Like you would have to see me work for three months to know, oh yeah, he's a good, you know, he's good with people or he's, he's good at giving directions like that kind of stuff. So the thing that I'm starting to find with a lot of jobs that look cool on the surface, when you actually go and read the description and then the requirements, I mean, with a lot of things, like I don't even read the description in full. Like I, I pick a couple of bullet points and go, would I not want to do that ever? Like, you know what I mean? And if I, and if I can say no, I, I can do, you know, on any given day, I wouldn't want to shoot myself for having to do these things. then it's like, okay, this is a job that I don't think, you know, I would hate totally outright. But when you look at the requirements, It's fucking hilarious to me to see that you choose a filter on, on indeed, let's say you're using a job site or job search site and you can turn on filters for like how far you want to work, what salary range you're looking for, you know, all kinds of tidbits and that. And one of the things I turn on is a entry level just to get the point across because it's like you know like i'm not trying to fucking spend waste time for senior positions i'm not trying to look for middle management or anything like and that and they it's all like say entry
1: level and what do
0: they all shut say? up shut up what it, do they all say yeah, it's a entry level uh requires five years of experience in uh. technical <laughs> accounting like and you're like first of all if you've been looking for a job and have that experience for five years how the fuck is anyone else in the world going to get a job Second of all, why are, why is this an entry-level position if it requires any skills at all? Not just five years of work, five years of work in this particular field. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's the thing that's really fucking frustrating too because it's like, like uh, I, I got paid pretty decent at my last place. And when I look for things in similar positions, it's like seven years experience with this and this. And it's all of a sudden you're just like, Why would anybody have that much experience and only be looking for $40,000 a year? Like if I had those skills in my back pocket right now, I'd be demanding 75, 80 K a year. And it's typing in entry level. Like I I just worked
1: somewhere for seven years and now I quit and I wanted to find a new job. Entry level. Entry
0: level. It dude, it's, it's just, it's mind boggling to sit and search through these fucking job openings and look at every single one required experience Four years of doing something, three years. Even the ones that say two years, it's like two years doing something that would take you three years of internal promotions managing, to even yeah, yeah, get to. Two years of managing these specific kinds yeah. of people. And then there's the things that are that you're just outright not qualified for. Like you know, like senior production engineer, you're like, Yeah, none of those words even apply to the skills I have. Why is it showing up in a thirty five thousand dollar job search? Like Fuck, man. So long story short, dude, I'm I'm seriously bumming on the job search because entry level jobs apparently require you to have ten years of fucking solid experience before you can step foot in the door. So that's that's really like that's really all. And of I got course, a college a degree, optic. which means you know yeah. you had to have gone to school first. Surprisingly enough, that's years. the one thing that I can't. That is tangible on my yeah on my resume. I actually can prove this like i did go to college you know that's what's funny what did they say what's the what's the the percentage on
1: like americans with a with college, a college degree? degree yeah i thought it was like 30 yeah it's something low like that right uh-huh. and the fact that like you know it could be a super old stat that i'm it very it very then, well could be but the I fact feel like it that would be like now. that's what is Mm -hmm. basically a baseline for any job you want on top of all the experience and stuff it's kind of funny that like only 30 percent of eligible americans have a college degree and that's not enough you know you also need you also not just this or that you also need
0: all this other stuff yeah it's like well then how do other people get jobs dude and that's the thing like you really gotta think about it like 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 I know there's the McDonald's to go work at. people who are at, successful, but, and I think about this as something I never really thought about when I was in, the, in in like the thick of it, right? So when I was going to school studying philosophy, I knew at the outset that this wasn't going to net me a lot of marketability no. in terms of like my job potential. Like yeah. I knew that, but that was a sacrifice I was willing to make because it would have gotten me through. It's the only way you, we were going to get a degree. Yeah. Well, in any decent rate of time, like, you know what I mean? I probably, if I had tried to do something more complicated, I would have either flunked out or dropped out or just, you know, had to have just kissed everything goodbye. And I wasn't willing to do that. But, uh, so I made that sacrifice at the outset. I know I knew it was going to net me a lot of marketability in terms of getting a job, but, uh, I knew it was going to get me where I wanted to go. It was going to be a skill that fucking, you know, that was going to be useful, that 70% of Americans, well, whatever, roughly 70% of Americans don't have this. So I do have a leg up on, you know, two thirds of the workforce, but. And plus no one has a philosophy. You got to think about the people who even chose to do something specialized. Like, like, like people who chose to study accounting. It's only the top of the top of the top that fucking can say like, yeah, accounting, studying accounting in school was really a fucking, you know, benefit to me. Like everybody else.
1: That's the definition of the top of your your trade yeah the fact that there's so many other people that you aren't just, you yep yep and you just have the whatever it takes or you got we're lucky at the right time right place like right by time. a lot of people's standards like 80 percent of every yeah workforce like field is incompetent because they're not that top 20 that like is you know the special ones and the ones that we should be like
0: yeah and i don't really like know what that says about You know, I guess society, if you want to paint the big picture, I don't know what that says. But to me, it really says that the fucking... The job market is so fucked. Yeah. Like, what we're... What we are uh, required... Not required, because it's like, you know, it's your privilege to have a job. But what... When you finally get a job, what becomes a requirement versus the compensation? It's just like, it's unreal. Like, it's unreal. Like, why would... Why if you had 10 years of experience doing something would you be comfortable making $35,000 a year? And most people that have jobs like the one you had, yeah, were
1: traveling to the equivalent of Los Angeles to do it. Oh, dude, and you that's know? another
0: thing. It's either go to Irvine or go to LA yeah. if I want to work a good job. But there. I mean so like, like people fuck.
1: in, you know, yeah. suburban Illinois that like live two and a half hours away from Chicago but work in Chicago like
0: that's like an 18 hour day at that point dude yeah there was a dude I worked with who, who lived in San Bernardino and he made the trek from San Bernardino to Irvine and back every single day and it, with, even without traffic it's a two and a half hour drive yeah. and then some days he would have to hop on that toll road the 241 up there and it gets jam slowed when the 241 goes into the 91 yep, to yep. head to Riverside and he would have to sit in that and he say sometimes it'd take me three and a half four hours to get home and if you really think about it, and I had the fast to, track and I would have to sit through yep, those too. Yeah. To boot dude, he worked about fucking 12 hours a day. So he'd come in at a quarter of fucking six and he'd be there until fucking five 30. And then he'd sit and try like, what is your, what and, I,
1: and I feel like this is a thing that people hate on millennials for, Yeah. but I feel like we might be the first, not the first generation to ever think this at some point, but the first generation to have a majority voice of what's the point of working if you're just going to be working for 18 hours a day. Like what's the money for if you're just going to be
0: spending all your day working. I, I really want to get further into this, but I got one more thing I want to at least get through because now we're getting too close to what we intended to talk about. Sorry. So pause your brain for just a second and just listen and have add anything. If you want to. All right. Last, last time we did death watch. Yes. And I just wanted to rehash, uh, our top three. Yep. Just in case, every time I do these recordings, you never know what will happen. So, just wanted to rehash and just establish that no one significant has passed since we talked about this, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I, I, would, so. I saw a Richard Hatch, I think was his name, and I can't even remember what he did. It's but been like
1: 48 uh, hours, less than 48 hours th- since we last recorded. Right, so. so I
0: just wanted to just make make sure. So, I had in my top three, I had, uh, I had Butch Trucks, I had... Um, John Hurt. John Hurt and Mary Tyler Moore. That was your number one. And yours
1: was, uh, you had. It was John Hurt, your Donna Ventura, and Butch Trucks. And I got a detail wrong. I listened when I listened to it back. Um, my uncle actually knows Rod Stewart because Whoa. their former wives used to be friends. Yeah. I'm not sure how the friendship with Butch started, but it doesn't really matter because he's friends with Butch anyway. But yeah, I, I was mixing celebrity friends of my. Uh, Uncle Look that at you name
0: dropping and cool. he lives in he
1: lives at West Palm Beach and he's 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 definitely the closest to like celebrities that I have in my family because mm. he knows all those people.
0: Yeah, so I, I got just got to a Galarraga to, uh, to sign a ball for me once when I was a kid. Why do you know all these cool people? All right, uh, Death Watch 2017. Keep an eye out for big news. So, having gotten that out of the way, I want to now jump into what we came here to talk about. And uh, I didn't come up with like a clever. Way to encapsulate this concept, but I just wrote in the notes "millennials" and then. No, it, no, this is our segment in defense of millennials. We're gonna melt the participation trophy era. We're gonna we're gonna try to give and, our and, two cents on your, how your, backwards this concept or pervasive uh, mentality that's arising has become. Your take today and
1: your job thing last week were basically like the the episode zero of in defense of millennials because. Yes you are twenty eight i'm twenty seven this is what we grew up in, and suddenly when we are now grown up, people are blaming us for well they're, know, accusing us of they're accusing being us they're accusing us that doing and third and, and blaming us for this new mm-hmm. for the, the just the the attitudes we have like that's weird yeah and so it makes me and it makes me laugh too because every single generation that mm-hmm. comes before someone else looks at the younger generation it's like you guys don't know what the hell you're doing and that means that the people that are criticizing millennials like gen xers and baby boomers were once told the same things like you guys don't know what you're doing like you like rock music and you like to go out dancing and you're fucking weird and they told that older generation to fuck off yeah and now they are that older generation and they can't ever like the older generation can never remember the time that they were criticized by the older generation and they have to keep doing it to the younger generation every time.
0: That's actually something I came across. So I think what I want to do here is go through the the outline that I've got and we'll we'll kind of we'll elaborate on some certain topics. So Go for it. In my the way that I see this, it starts out for me uh with the unfair criticism that millennials are dished and it's usually along lines of lazy or narcissistic. But I think that that's kind of outlandish to to lay on us just because we're a product of the environment that we were raised in. Yes. So if you're saying that we're lazy and narcissistic, you're only saying that you raised us to be so like
1: the, the, and that sounds like we're shifting the blame, but really I think we're just explaining we it's not, we're not giving an excuse. We're giving a reason. Like we, they,
0: we would be an, uh, any number of ways depending on the circumstances that we are raised in. But the pervasive, if, uh, if you
1: truly believe no one is born a certain way, no one's born like evil, no one's born selfish. It's taught. Then you believe that all the th- you should believe that all the bad traits that you claim that we have were instilled on us. Yeah.
0: Well, so this it's not guy, like we were five years old and be like, let's be entitled. Like no one's no, ever. Heck no. Five year olds don't think that way. Like we <laughs> we do what our parents tell us to do. Yeah. And we do something wrong, they tell us not to do that. We try not to do that. Like we did everything that was given to us or put in front of us we, we tried to emulate but this kind of like got me thinking uh why why is that the case why are we just you know maybe it has to do with the advent of social media and communications power you know the communications technology just just you know getting huge and allowing us to do things we'd never imagined to do but i i, I kind of to think like why why is this like why do they lay this on us like why do they you know lay this on us like and and make it our problem and and so i was doing a little bit of like research about like when when this idea of like millennial well entitlement in generation started to become apparent and for for us particularly it was back in 81 when uh that little kid adam walsh got abducted so do, you, do you not remember this? Uh, in 1981? 81, we obviously weren't alive. Yes, but I was going to say, why would I remember we this? Heard, we would have heard about this because something that came from this was something that I'm I mean, sure you're I, familiar I
1: feel like every two or three years, there's some,
0: you know, whether it's that like Joe Binet chick or the O.J. Simpson thing. There's something thing, like there's brutal some crime or murder that, or yeah. rape or something that's like big and significant. Well, in in, in in relation to this millennials being entitled thing, it was the Adam Walsh abduction. Uh, Which was in 1981. He ended up being found decapitated about three months later. So yeah, he got abducted in July, and then he was, you know, found dead in August. This was like an infant. Um, uh, I don't know how old he was. What did you say? No, Uh, I thought you said it was a kid though, right? He was a kid. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Adam Walsh's father is John Walsh, who hosted America's Most Wanted. So oh shit. Not that the murder itself is in, insignificant, yeah. but what became significant about it was that it was, like, one of the first cases like this to hit the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. So around, uh, around the time this happened, you know, TV, TV stations or, you know, network providers started showing round-the-clock coverage of different things. Like, yeah. you were able to get news and information, you know, at any hour. And this was one of the first cases of its kind to circulate that and to be constantly pumped down your throat kind of like how the oj case was like yeah. it was just on all the time like i mean was,
1: i barely we were three and four at the time and i still remember one of the ojs was on every show yeah. every channel I mean, you like you would try would to watch it yeah you would try to flip through it and it would be mm-hmm. the same thing
0: yeah so this th- that made this case significant so it kind of had the effect of raising awareness in parents our our parents generation into being more uh selective in what they allowed us to do and more watchful and more protective over us for certain reasons so it's kind of like starts to snowball from there um it's also double in part because of uh this but thing you're saying things that were like normally
1: mundane and they happened like all the time were are suddenly getting publicized as if this never or like you know this shocking thing happened when normally no. you wouldn't hear about it so I don't people think, think it's the that. world's worse and 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 that's largely how it is today. People think the world has never been worse when a lot of studies show the world's never been more like
0: peaceful, yeah, well, that's interesting enough, but I don't think it's because it wasn't at least uh, nonviolent significant I, mean. I think it was a big deal, but the sheer volume of of information that became available or you know basically force fed to you was kind of hard to ignore like whereas before you know you got a certain amount of news through certain amount of sources through certain hours or whatever when those when that floodgate got opened it was like you couldn't you couldn't stop consuming news like yeah. you just the the amount of news you into passively just increased so it was like you heard about it all the time there
1: were pe- there were people all, uh, after nine eleven that were that said that they, like, literally watched nothing but the news for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks and, like, yeah. didn't go to work and just stayed at home and just absorbed just so much stuff all it, day. It was
0: it just so – yeah. So, it was available. Yeah, like, the, 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 the technology got good enough to the point where we could just, you know, pump it out all the time. So anybody, you know, anybody wanted to get caught, caught up, they could. Um, it also – Uh, It also kind of grew in part with the self-esteem movement that was, I guess, pervasive at the time. And an article that I read um, had said that the same generation who experienced uh, this Adam Walsh murder and all this coverage was the same generation to actually give out the first participation trophies to make sure that kids all sort of had this idea that, oh no, I'm special. I'm loved. Da-da-da-da-da. Weird. Yeah. So I thought was, this was
1: like a totally random thing that you had looked up, but that's really strange that this is the connection it's taking.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, yeah, it was like, a, it was like a history. So I was kind of So participation
1: like, wow. trophies started because of this foundation?
0: No. Well, these two things were the main, uh, catalysts of how we got to where we are. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. may not have been related themselves, oh, okay. but these were things that are, were significant in our argument historically, I guess, you know, back how this sort of got conceived. Um, and, uh, yeah. So like, so like I said, like this Adam Walsh abduction due to the coverage that it received and people were exposed to along with this idea that, you know, we wanted to make every kid feel like he was special. And you're which, saying that started in like the eighties.
1: Yeah. It became
0: okay. pervasive in the eighties. Okay. Like, okay. and you know, it's funny thought. because like listening. our, 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 our tendency to focus on like the existential uh concepts of things makes me think about the whole uh self-esteem movement like two ways like one it's like you are in relative terms like nature you know nature being the existence in which we live like yeah yep. you're not special you're not you know what i mean No. your your self-esteem is the irrelevant more we, the more to we survival. learn and,
1: the more we learn and the more we find out is the more we realize how insignificant each one of us right is individually
0: but at the same time you realize how <laughs> that means that the
1: i need to look out for myself and i need to treat myself as if i'm the most important because if i don't no right. one else is going to
0: and I, but the, for me though i can see how like the weight of that could be too much to bear to 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 have to realize every single day to do these th- to persist in the face of absurdity to like do these things every day knowing you got to hold on to something i'm so insignificant i'm so small in the relative scheme of things on a cosmic scale i'm just a fucking speck of dust like you know so i see it both ways i'm like all right i get the need to make people feel like they matter because some people may not be able to handle the fact that they don't but um because uh not necessarily because of this but the the a term started to arise to describe these parents who, uh, you know, were products of this environment, and they became called helicopter parents, where they just sort of hovered around you the whole time. It was like a metaphor for how uh how much they would fucking yeah, you know, just baby you and make sure you had everything. And if like you you got a bad grade, like you you parents are good teachers. And, I wonder
1: if yeah. So you're saying like. This is the growing trend at the time. I have a feeling like something like uh, parents always at like their kids practices and games and stuff like making sure they're, you know, kids trying hard enough in whatever sports practice or just being that overbearing parent.
0: Yeah. And uh, helicopter parents are kind of driven by fear of consequences or feelings of anxiety um, that that has to do with like overcompensating for for whether or not their kid you know actually is smart or actually isn't like a lot of the times parents would see other parents doing things and feel kind of like a peer pressure to do the same things yeah you know how that kind of like click mentality starts to form where well it's, and and there's no such thing as a
1: professional parent most parents don't know what the hell they're doing until it comes time to make a decision and they see someone else
0: do yep. it and they're like i gotta do it too now yeah so i think like all three of these things kind of really f- melded together to become this whole participation trophy era bullshit where now millennials are being, you know, unfairly. And I feel like there was like a like a big swelling of optimism in like the
1: late 80s early 90s when like, you know, communism had fallen and we were like, "All right, like we don't have that enemy over there anymore. We can kind of chill now. Like let's let's treat each other a little better." Cuz like I feel like during like war times and stuff like that, nations get divisive and they get angry at each other but then after stuff's over they like roaring 20s happens or the roaring 50s happens where everyone's like oh okay we're kind of in a good mood now
0: yeah yeah no i i think that a lot of that stuff though is like every generation goes through its version of what the same generation went through not 100 percent, you know comparable but i think like for the most part we all have a major war we all have a uh, technological advancement that just, you know, turns things. There's always some kind of social or moral, you know, dilemma that we're faced with. And we always find a way to come up with an outcome, whether it's good or bad. And if you look at all the generations in the past, they all kind of have the same thing, but you know, I guess what I've found out is some generations are longer than others, which kind of doesn't make any sense. But what that, what that kind of means to me is that, um, we are getting unfairly criticized, you know, because we didn't have any control over the way we were raised. So it's kind of ironic that generations ahead of us who raised our parents or our parents raising us would say all these things about us when they are the ones responsible, not solely responsible, yep. but they're the ones who are primarily responsible for the way, uh, you know, we've come to be. Yeah, And it kind of... Makes me think, like, well, where did that start? Like, has that been going on since the dawn that's, of time? That's, that's like, what I'm
1: saying. I have a feeling every single older or older generation looks at the younger generation in either jealousy or regret or something. And they, but again, since they're the older generation, that means at one point they were the younger generation getting criticized by the older generation, and in their age, somehow have forgotten how much they hated that, or simply they don't care and they think their way is right so they think the way before them is wrong and the way after them is wrong and they're trying to tell both sides like listen to me and what you're doing is fucking up so i feel like when you grow up in a generation it it starts to metastasize in your brain of the right way that like society needs to function and look at all these people that are like me they they get the picture why can't
0: you it almost just seems like though you just do whatever the generation before you didn't do yeah it's always you know almost I mean? a like, direct almost like, rebellion. protest yeah. to what that is so yeah. let me ask you a question do you think a generation like in particular can set out to deliberately screw up a generation
1: not willfully but they totally do um on accident all the time yeah i don't hmm. think any i mean no generation is organized enough to ever do something like that willfully and yeah spitefully. i I,
0: mean, I, get, I get that but i
1: mean like like but it's also really funny because i have a feeling we've mentioned this before um When you – when people say that they want, like, a big contract in sports or, like, they want to get the great job that's going to make them a lot of money, they always say, so I can spoil my kids, so I can spoil my grandkids. And it's really funny how hostile they get when they come across a spoiled child. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you don't deserve the things you have. And it's like, but if you were the parent in that same situation, you've already, like, claimed – that rightfully i think you would want to spoil your child because that's the whole point i mean you can't take your money with you when you die the whole point is to enrich you know the your life and the family life and it's just kind of funny how much people resent i mean and if a spoiled kid's also an asshole then that goes along with it like you know people hating the upper class or something but if I, i don't know it's just kind of funny that it seems like it's a lot of people's goal but when they see someone else have achieved it they're like oh you didn't deserve this you didn't earn this fuck you
0: yeah it's really hard to say though um (laughs) baby boomers are the ones that i think about the most because i feel like that's we've mentioned this before where they were like the ones who were you know greedy and went out and fucking oh i think we talked about sports was that when we talked about boomers no, it was before that. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, baby boomers are the worst. We've talked about <laughs> the worst, but I think they're just the most, they're the most, they're the they're the guilty party here. We, did, uh, we did talk about them though because yeah. of the, um.
1: they're the generation. Like I told you that stat were like almost half of the 40 richest people mm-hmm. of all time relative to their time. And so this includes emperors and shit rich at 40 richest people of all time like 18 of them came from 1952 to 1959 which is like prime baby boomer because they grew up in this age where like once they were out of school and had a chance to like you know start at square one they didn't have any kids yet and they had like you know some money and they could like maybe invest in something that's when computers started to boom and those are the industries that were like I mean, besides maybe like fast food or apparel, those are the billion dollar industries that, that you know, the Silicon Valley boom that boom really quickly. So mm-hmm. now that they're in their fifties and sixties, that's like the rich people that are like, look, I did it. Why right. can't, why can't you guys do? I, I made a gr- I made a great move in my opportunities that were given to me. Why can't you do the same? You're lazy.
0: Yeah, it, it just, for me, the boomers are they're such a i'm kind of lazy though matic yeah well but you know your parents kind of allowed you to be so i think but you know what's funny is i watched the sopranos and i'm almost done i got like three episodes left and uh this whole time uh this has been going on with aj and tony uh where aj's just like man I don't want to do anything da, 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 da. and Tony's always really fucking pissed cause like he went out and fucking grabbed everything and yep. you know he's yep. the fucking man now Like, and uh, he, he doesn't understand why AJ's the way he is and I think it's so funny because like AJ doesn't really have much of a story outside of that yeah. like, he gets in trouble every now and then but it has to paint the bigger picture of you know he just does his stuff cause he he can and Tony like Tony constantly will get pissed at him for not doing stuff, but then bitch that you know I'm the one that put the food on this table and brought all this money in here and allows him to do this lifestyle. And it's exactly Michael from uh,
1: GTA 5. Remember with his uh with his fat like w- like wigger kid who mm-hmm. was like a, who you know drove the fast cars and always got in trouble and yeah. shit. And he's like, "What are you doing sitting around jacking off and smoking weed all day?" And it's like, "Cause I can, Cause I can, <laughs>
0: man." Uh-
1: John, yeah, John McEnroe said that once. He was like, I know my kids are never, we're never going to be professional athletes because they just don't have the drive to do it. Like they they don't have the come from nothing, you know, mentality in you. Yeah. That rags to riches or hunger. That's, that's, that's funny. You know what Monty Jones was saying actually about the Warriors team? Yeah. The fact that Clay and Steph, um, their games are what he called, uh, driveway games. You don't go to the, you know, you didn't fight, you know, to, yeah. to take the one na- court in the neighborhood, you know, where you had to play scrappy and you had to make sure if you lost and the next team needed needed one more, you were that guy, you know. They practiced maybe probably by themselves because they lived in a giant mansion and you couldn't just go next door because <laughs> next door might have been you know a few acres away and you had to walk all the way at, down the driveway out of the gate. Back yep. through someone else's gate and ask if the neighbor kid was home. So, no, you were just going to practice 35-foot jump shots on your private court in your backyard. Wow. And they're both sons of, you know, NBA players. Never thought about that. Isn't that funny, though? It's probably, it's probably damn true, though. <laughs> and he said Kobe Bryant's the same. Kobe's yeah. so good at isolation one-on-one because... That was, he, well, that was what he fucking yeah,
0: did. Like, yeah. that's all, like, you know, he just played when, by himself. When like. you don't
1: have friends and you live, you know, in a place where you live for a... You grew up with a dad, you know, so you're gonna have a basketball court. You have you grew up with an NBA dad, so you're gonna have a basketball court in the backyard. Yep.
0: That's and funny. some guys are just like they just have that fucking And
1: then he said Draymond Green is the guy that yep. fought for, you know, he has every that single man game where he just every you know, single court that he ever tried to play on, he had fear of being kicked off it if he lost.
0: So he has to fucking just play like a madman. That is insane. That's funny. Um how did we get from baby boomers to basketball?
1: it's the whole genera it's the way you're raised. Like it's the things that you that shape you. Yeah. At an early
0: age. You know the Who song Nature my, versus Nurture. My generation. Yeah, I That's love that like song. All about that whole idea of telling the older generation to piss off. Better you
1: know? better stuttering song. That or uh, Baby You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet by Bachman Turner Overdrive.
0: I probably have to go with the Who. Good, good call. Yeah.
1: If just, Bobby was here, he'd say BTO, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably the who. Who just does it for me a little more. The than,
1: live version, too? Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. Or they did it on the Smothers Brothers? Okay, sorry. Um,. Yeah, but that whole song is about kind of like looking at the generation that came before you and telling them "fuck off," you know, yeah. and like we're gonna do it our way. And I think there are baby boomers, if I'm not mistaken, right? People like, try to get us down,
1: yeah, just because
0: um, we get around. Yeah, and the the lyrics in that song are really they just contain this idea that older generations aren't understanding or accepting of the younger ones. So fuck it, we're gonna go do it our way and what ends up happening is is that there's an overcompensation to steer younger generations away from what previous generations disliked about them so like we said earlier they just are going to do everything that their parents didn't do yep yep um i think though where it becomes a problem is there's there's a hard time uh passing the torch like one generation isn't willing to to accept that this is the predominant generation like that's where
1: i like to believe you said some generations are longer than others i like to believe that there are those half generations in between because i feel like kind of coexist yeah that like you know maybe gen xers like weren't necessarily our parents but they were maybe in that like 10 to 15 year range older than us so they were too young to be our parents but they were too old to relate to us i feel like there's like a resentment there too it's not just the baby boomers. I feel like it's, you know, people like 35 to 45 that get the most pissed about millennials.
0: I wonder if it's the fact that.
1: Because they didn't raise them, I think.
0: They feel like they're either giving away their power or is it that they maybe are kind of coming to terms of the fact that they aren't really relevant in like a social sense. Changing the guard. Kind of thing, so to speak. Well, where it's like you you aren't the strongest or smartest or best looking person on the block anymore. It's yeah. definitely always going to be the you know whatever the millennials are called fifteen years from now. Yep. Or the tenured. kids, the kids yeah. that
1: were born because I feel like because what what was it? You, you had to be kind of alive and conscious for the turn of the millennium, right? To be a millennial? Yeah. I think like 81. 81, but but to to like 95. Like I feel like you can't be born in the new millennium and still be a millennial. No, no, no. They haven't been named yet because they're still kids. They're still like 19. Once they they start having kids. 17. So mm -hmm. once it reaches to like 25, they'll have a name and we'll probably hate them.
0: (laughs) I'm going to try my best. To, to remember this conversation. promise today hey, to we myself. have it on record
1: okay we yeah. have it on record so so
0: now we can hopefully stop now ourselves you can hold me accountable yeah now you can hold me morally accountable whereas I had flip flop before and now you got me on record saying hard well, things that's the
1: great thing about Twitter is you can always look back at someone's tweets from six years ago and it's like well what about Whoa, when you said this,
0: this? I, I'm really impressed when people do that so efficiently especially like the celebrities when they dig up one from like fucking five years ago yeah, like, it's you're just, like just, shit <laughs> like yeah or like when like a Like a young guy gets drafted and goes in the draft and you come to find that four years ago, he had some hilariously offensive tweet and you're just like, God damn, like, fuck, they just out to get him. Um, so do you ever, do you ever think about though, in terms of like how the, the politics work about it, you'll notice that like all this, most of the senators and politicians out there are fucking old fucks. Like, you know, like older than, well, you think they're old, older than baby boomers, you think? Like Donald Trump's seventy. He's not a fucking boomer. That's a
1: fair. Okay, so is Barack a, a baby boomer? No, he's a Gen Xer, right?
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well Barack's, I mean, yeah, but I mean for the most part, they're so, all So but but a lot I would say Hil-
1: Hillary and, and mm-hmm. Trump are definitely probably baby boomers, yes.
0: Ugh Um They're all they're Isn't all that weird? Old Isn't that we
1: weird that we fought over two people twenty years older than our previous president?
0: Yeah. Isn't that really weird? It's so strange. I don't know why. If they can make a limit on how young the president can they be, definitely why should, don't they cap it? They should cap it at about
1: 75. That's too old. Okay, 65? I would say 60. 60? Yeah. So you can, you can serve as a president between the ages of 35 and 60? If
0: you're old enough for somebody to retire and go okay it's time then I don't think you should be president you know you shouldn't be working anymore that's true that's a good point Like, cause you, they, they say that about uh, college
1: football coaches like Bobby Bowden and Joe Paterno if you're 80 and still trying to run like a giant what we talked about earlier maybe even a billion dollar program how the fuck are you
0: gonna do that yeah your brain it looks like your fucking skin it's all wrinkled and saggy and shit like it doesn't work the same way anymore um, but my point about the senators and politicians, though, was mainly that they're, you know, they're predominantly old, they're predominantly white, yep. they're predominantly male. Yep. So it's like you've got a very, 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 very small. Do you think that's going to change eventually? Hell yeah, I think it's going to change, and I'm all for
1: it. Honestly, no, like. no, it's
0: awesome. But do you, but you
1: don't think that in in our age, our generation will revert back to like, because, because. I have a feeling baby boomers and Gen Xers at one point saw themselves as the super diverse and accepting generation. And as they got older, look who's in charge.
0: I don't know though. Did, did we, like what were the implications socially as strong though? Like, I mean, I, you could look back at the '60s and be like the civil rights movement. That's probably the most like parallel to what we're going through today. But yeah. that's huge. Like, but we're, but we're we're doing things too. Like, you know, with gay marriage and all kinds of other stuff. But we are falling backwards on. But we
1: are banning Muslims yeah, from entering on our the abortion country. Abortion and shit, and, uh, um, and abortion, which keeps flip flopping every goddamn like ten I don't years. Just crazy. That one.
0: I'll never understand that one. Um, but um like i said you've got a you've got a a a tiny group of people who represent a tiny even tinier group of people making decisions for the whole yeah and they're not even they're barely baby boomers like they're they're fucking old fucks in there like you got people who've been serving in there for 25 30 years it's about time to go but um except for ruth bader ginsburg she can stay she died right no no she didn't die (laughs) sorry ruth death watch 2017 Maybe. They do. Maybe. Um yeah, but they got a heavy hand of what's going on in America. And uh I wonder if it has anything to do with like what we're talking about. Like if they're afraid of relinquishing control to a younger generation or younger group of people uh m- maybe because they think they've lived long enough to know how it's supposed to be or whatever, but Well, who goes out and votes the most? Old fucks. So,
1: isn't that kind of funny? Yeah. That the people who probably engage in because i mean ted is out and about but ted goes to the same like four places right yeah so he just goes to one every day or all four every day so like the people who probably interact socially and there's a lot of old people that don't ever leave their house the fact that people that are and they're usually retired so people that have contributed to society but are not currently contributing to society and have probably as little to do with like the day-to-day workings of society as far as just like being out and about are the ones who have the strongest vote because they actually go out and do it you know what I mean they have nothing else to do and they feel really passionately about you know maybe paying taxes so they have that people. and when you're not working anymore you're living off your retirement fund you're trying to pay as few taxes as you possibly can yeah. So I have a feeling that it would be great if we were super diverse in the future, but I have a feeling, you know, old habits die hard and people kind of revert to very
0: ignorant stances. And once very, they, once, they, know, once they kind of get older and they're just like, fuck, it's so, it's so much work having to think in equal terms and this and that and this and that. Well, I just, I, I just mean, care about myself look, to, to, to be reductionist about everything at the end of the day, we're fucking tribal fucking animals and yep. the only thing we know how to do the only things we know how to do are fuck and survive and at the end of the day dude I think it all, it all comes down to a fear of of fucking you know what's different than you are Yep. xenophobia like it's 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 such a huge motivator when you're young you have the energy to fight it off and stave it off and and
1: your friend and you're you're meeting new people all the time and you're like that guy doesn't look like me but he's cool and that yeah, girl doesn't really look funny, like me da, and da, that da, da, da. girl's cool and yep. you're, you're you're cool but then wow well, yeah, when you live in the same house for you know decades and decades with the same neighbors that
0: kind of look like you after a while do you revert i think so well, a lot of it probably has to do with your exposure and what you're, what you have access to every single day, but mm, I guess you have a choice too. Like, it's not that you can, you know, you can filter out the things that you don't want to see, like, like with, with all the news outlets that you can are out watch, there now. And that's
1: a the thing. There used to be one news. Right. Now you can be like, Ooh, I don't like that news. I'm going to go to the good
0: news. I wonder if that has really exacerbated the problem that we have with bipartisanship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that it's there's so many. It's different not that no one's on the. Ex- on it's not everything. that there's no one in the extreme. It's just that it creates no one in the middle. Right, no? ha! Centrist party. Yeah, Where yeah. Where are my moderates at? Exactly. We are coming. But we're not vocal at all because. No, because we're moderate. Yeah, because it's like, ah, eh, well, you know, you. Gotta, I don't really follow politics. I don't know. I don't know a lot about them. Um. I watched a lot of cartoons. <laughs> I know. Guilty and, as charged. Hence my tattoo. Guilty as charged. So, let's see. Long story short here, it looks like that I think that this whole, like you were kind of saying a minute ago, like this whole idea is going to keep on going in like an endless cycle where we're just going to constantly Everything. be chastising the generation below us for being there's, too open-minded or too damn cool or too good-looking. There Like is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. History repeats itself,
1: man. Because we always man. because we say that, what? How long? How long has that? Someone look this up. How long has the phrase, um, "Those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it," been around? Well, long enough. And. How much advice, how much heed has really been taken? Uh, Like, scholars may know. Look, it's probably, you don't know who said it or when it was said, so. (laughs) Scholars scholars may know, but most people don't give a fuck. Yeah. So they're going to live life the way that they experience it and not the way that history tried to teach them.
0: You know what? It's it's hard. It's hard to be informed. Some people will. It's fucking hard it, to.
1: And you have to you have to want to be informed. Yeah,
0: too. it's hard. It takes a lot of energy. Like just, you know, when I was working, fuck dude, I didn't have time to look shit up. And the school and the schools like,
1: that most people go to. That's the thing. I get mad at people a lot, like unjustly, because I'm like, why don't you know this? Why don't you know that? Like you didn't pay attention to school. And then I realized maybe they just didn't fucking teach it. And I was crazy spoiled with like an amazing like just awesome education and people from a lot of other states just didn't get that. I think you were supposed to be more proactive about it. I think
0: I definitely really? think.
1: Yeah, you don't think that there are some schools that are just so incompetent that they just didn't teach whole units of things that people are like you. You learn this in school. I know
0: you're supposed to have learned this in school. I learned it four different times. I went to a few different schools, and every single time, it was always a matter of me not being prepared enough. Really? Yeah. I mean, Maybe I mean that's because they didn't spend enough time actually explaining shit, or just gave you way too many well, details that didn't matter. The thing that I will say, like the biggest departure from high school to college, was that in college, it was like the the professor didn't even talk about, you know, what you were supposed to be studying like there were some classes you go in and they'd be like okay did anybody read now you guys have a discussion and all of a sudden it was like if I wanted to fucking just go talk about shit with my friends I'd spend all day on reddit like you know like that was some of that was sometimes that would get really annoying to me because it's like you'd show up for classes and it would be like okay now you guys get in a circle and have a discussion and the teacher would just be over there listening
1: and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like That is true because you're supposed to be teaching us something. And I guess you're teaching us how to think. And in, specifically in philosophy, they would teach us how to think and, you know, project our ideas to someone else to have them, you know, counter. Yeah. So I guess that's part of learning. But a lot of teachers, like you said, like that would create the tests out of those experiences rather than having like a test of like, you should probably know this and this and this and this from this. Class. Right. That's what I hated. Yeah, because at some point, it's not a knowledge test. It's a, did you pay attention in class that one
0: day test? And I definitely think that I had that feeling more often than I had any other feeling. was like, damn, I'm not prepared enough. I never thought, hey, maybe I should have prepared more, but it was just like, I know I didn't do what I should have done. And as we've said before, I'm pretty sure we've said this
1: before, like most tests were a exercise, an exercise in how much did you memorize? Oh yeah. Rather than what do you know? Yeah. It was how much could you cram in your head for about 24
0: hours and then forget 90% of it immediately. Okay. That's that's why I look back on some of the things that I studied in college and I'm like, I don't remember a lot of it because it was like some of it when you finally did crack something open to study it, it was just so you could get through a essay question and then promptly forgotten. And it's just like, dang, like, They set you up for failure in that way. If you really care about like retention, like, cause I feel like like half the battle with learning is also so that you have knowledge forever that you don't fucking. And that's why, I mean, I don't have a kid,
1: but I've heard parents. (laughs) That's not mine. I've heard parents explain and complain plenty of times about the whole common core math. Because it's just so complicating again, complicated, and like you can't just do three plus one he, anymore. Like it's basically like proofs for kids. Jesus
0: fucking Christ. Speaking of Death Watch, twenty seventeen, <laughs> kids are uh, they're fair game. <laughs> I'll let you know if he's gone tomorrow. <laughs> anyway. Common core math proofs for kids. What was I saying?
1: Common core. Common core math <laughs> Proof, proofs for kids. Yeah. That's basically what Common Core is, and and parents don't know how to teach their kids because that's not how parents learn. But mm. how bad are we at math as like a nation? That you have to. No, like, no, I'm asking oh. you, like, how bad are we? We're pretty bad, right? Uh, I would assume we are. I hear that all the time. I've never so, actually looked it up. So maybe I'm bad at it. <laughs> maybe, exa- Maybe Common Core is not the answer but clearly the way we learned it isn't either because most of us hate math and can't do it Mm -hmm. and we don't know how helpful it is because math is fucking amazing i know
0: i have mentioned this before math is amazing dude it's super fucking complicated yes but it's it's basically magic like you can't just well like when you get past arithmetic and you start doing algebra and complicated shit you can't just do math like no it's like you have an to, incredibly complicated process you have with to a memorize steps
1: and weird little rules and you have to memorize previous you yeah. know equations and formulas and there, that other guys have done there's nothing in the world th- that requires you to do that no but understanding all that stuff right. i feel like as well, a society not as like an individual one on one thing but if more people knew like the Mm-hmm. Capabilities yeah. well, and the utilities of math and of like chemistry and of science. I feel like more people will be into it, but uh-huh. they just can't get past the math part.
0: Well, and you know what's really funny about that is it's they're not totally the same, but in in theory they have like a similar approach. As much as I struggled with math, I feel like most of it was just because I didn't I didn't do it, I didn't study it. I, you know, just fucking tried to remember everything and never did. But the fact that you had to like memorize all these crazy rules and know when to do some things. And sometimes things would prompt you to do other things because they were merely there or present or visible. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing, is like very 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 present in in sports and games like you have to understand a system and know when to do certain things and i love that that's and to me it's always like been very funny how it's like and music too music and math are closely related music and math are damn near because they're the only two universal languages Mm -hmm. in the world and uh it it was it's all about understanding a system like the best uh the best musicians in the world will we'll fucking say it's all about understanding a system and when to do certain things based on the information that's in front of you. Like, And what I'm saying is maybe
1: they learned and mastered that math in spite of a flawed design of teaching it. And Common Core is mm-hmm. an attempt to mm-hmm. maybe do better at that and it may be a flawed attempt also. But I all have right. a feeling that like just because Common Core doesn't work, we should be like, well, let's go back to teaching how I learned it. Because it's like, well, how much do you fucking remember from even basic algebra let alone you know none math that is actually important to like you know
0: technology and science and i remember the order of operations helping us feed the poor the only thing i feel like will ever come in handy what the order of operations yeah you know believe it or not i think like uh at least in at least in my working experience i feel like geometry has actually been way more handy than algebra has been like you've i've kind of had to know well, I guess that maybe is algebra. like converting things, yeah, from units. But anyway, that might be the tangent that your girlfriend's
1: talking about that we go on.
0: well, no, her criticism was specifically related to if like we're on an individual tangent and then also we just kind of like trail off like you can hear that we've lost we our lost point the like in in the you know we're trying to well that's usually it, that's usually when it's time to
1: stop and uh, continue on to
0: something else, yeah, perhaps. Um so we covered the shit out of millennials and But we didn't uh, talk
1: about like participation trophies, which was like my whole like point. Well fuck shit.
0: Have. We're we're barely an hour. Let's fucking talk about participation trophies. I just for me I think the participation trophy thing is rooted in the whole uh self esteem idea. But no, I'm what I'm saying is like the whole argument is, you know.
1: This is the the softening of America. This is the generation that got everyone told, you know, that everyone told them someone got a prize. And, you know, just for showing up, you yeah. you deserve what you, you know, you deserve a handout, basically. And they think that like seeps into our attitude when honestly, do you give a fuck about your participation trophy? No, I never gave a fuck about regular trophies. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So I not care. So they're all collecting dust somewhere or got thrown away uh-huh. on a move or whatever. Right. I kept game balls. And that's what I mean. Okay, so you have game balls, and... Um, I have a
0: plaque when from I was, when I
1: won Tournament of Champions. When I was in 7th grade, my team won City and Tournament of Champions. When you were in 8th grade, your team won City and Tournament of Champions. And we both have the same thing. And that's still collecting dust somewhere. Like It's not like we like shine it and hang it
0: proudly, and we're is. fucking like, oh my god. Mine hung in my room until I moved out like that from the time that I had it, that was like one of the only trophies I'd ever been given that I cared about. We used to do these things in the elementary school, like the academic Olympics and the track meets and shit. I don't know where any of the fucking those ribbons are. I want a few of them and I never fucking don't, I cared. I, I, I did an
1: uh, academic, uh, pentathlon and stuff, but I got medals from that and those medals were yeah, sick. I so. got an
0: oral interpretation, like blue ribbon that and I just slept my way through the whole thing. Like I, I was not prepared at all, but I just fucking went up there and just murdered the story like off the cuff and, I got this blue ribbon and I was all fucking stoked because it was like a super cool thing. I lost it like 2 weeks later. Like, I don't know where the fuck that thing Okay, went. but the
1: trophies that like we feel like there there were a few that were like, "Oh, that one was cool. That one was cool." But yeah. a large majority of them were dog shit. We don't and we knew at the time. Yeah. This is this is dumb because these things are so cheap. That was always my thought. And the other thing is like And the other thing is like well, like as you said, the whole raising of the self-esteem, there's always like a like a prize just for, you know, coming out to a game. Yeah. And people think it's the participation trophy. I always saw it as uh, the candies and the Gatorade. Oh, not hell the yeah. Game. And that was awesome because you still have to feed kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just played an arduous game. So why not give them? And you know, fucking little, little
0: junior high age boys love Oreos and Gatorade. I'm talking about like even when we're eight and stuff. Oh, and you know we love Gatorade and Oreos. <laughs> God, like. That's what
1: I'm saying. And uh and then at the end of the year at the at the thing that we got the trophies at. Yeah. What did we want to do there. Have a fucking baller-ass pizza party. It, you wanted to play video games and eat pizza. The, the, the participation trophy getting was like a punishment. It was like, oh, we have to do this thing. It was like you'd talks. be in
0: the arcade room and then the, some team mom would come in and be like, okay, boys, we're going to have the trophy. And we're like, we're like, oh, come that, on. man. And then a minute he was done handing them out, it was back in <laughs> the arcade. Yeah, I remember that. So, like, like,
1: they blame these things and they attribute, like, this, this blame on people when... It, First of all, we didn't ask for them. Mm-hmm. So like you said, they're the ones that gave them to them right. and they're saying you're spoiled because of this. Yeah. When it, it doesn't even make sense
0: because they weren't even valued at the time. I saw this hilarious, uh, so weird article. when I was doing my research. It was like 25 memes about b- baby boomers. That'll make you laugh. And it's, it's, you know how like one picture will get a thousand memes. Yeah. Um, Oh, we should we should start saying that. A picture's worth a thousand memes. Um, it was this picture of this guy who looked like he was like 18 in 19, like 62. Like his graduation photo was him in the 60s. Chiseled and job. he had like a fucking, like a, like a beached over like haircut and a little like necklace and an open shirt and everything. He just looked like a young, young kid, just total spoiled little rich kid. And uh, the memes were saying hilarious things like owned home at 22. And then the bottom half was like. Rent was two hundred dollars. <laughs> Works all summer to buy a car. Buys Corvette. Uh, the funniest one was like number like seventeen in there. The top of it just said retires, and then the bottom there's no caption. Like retires, I was like, this is great. Yeah, that's the. Uh, it's just funny to and we, me. And we talk about, about we talk about th-
1: throneness, man. You can't you don't, you don't can't, can't control you can't control the age you were born in and the. Situation you were born into,
0: Mm -mm. you're never going to. But you have me on record saying that I'm going to be more accepting of younger generations. Yes, it's a promise I'm making to myself. We need to not be dicks when we're older. Right now, you need to listen to them. They may not always. Every time
1: I see them, I'm like, you fucking punk ass kids. Nah, I Cause they're like so so lucky.
0: Like, they look so uh, tiny. You're so young. Have <laughs> you
1: ever passed like a high school as you're driving and you're just yeah. like, what is this elementary school? They started letting like kids run around this I, high school. What the fuck?
0: Well, we I, we graduated from college like what three years ago? Yeah, barely three years ago. After like six and a half years. <laughs> and I I drive by there now and go, damn, they look little. Like damn, some of these kids look really small. Yeah, man. Well, because they're all, they might be eighteen if yeah, they're on yeah, the but thing,
1: but it's still. <laughs> It's funny. It is weird. I mean, they looked young when
0: I was still walking around that campus at like 25. I felt like I I looked young then. But alas, you can't have everything forever. Do you have anything else to throw into the mixing pot? Are we going to get Mikey K on this? At some point, yeah. Because uh, um,
1: that whole thing that we've been mentioning about like we need Bobby just as like a third voice uh or like. Jordan works as a third voice, just something as a third voice. Because a lot of the time, like, spoiler alert, full disclosure, we, like, last time you were eating a Tagalog and you were chewing. So you told me you just did this with your hand, and I had to like do some filler to, oh, like, yeah, to get you in. But I feel like with a third person, instead of they're not even being filler, some people can't like wait to talk because they have something that they thought about while the other two were talking. So I feel like it would only enhance, you know, the content, not just from. It usually does when she's here. No yeah. you
0: know, I even just get can, boing bing, just bing, Bobby. Bing, bing. I'll just have him come, and we'll just make a fucking play date. All right. But uh, anything else you got? Anything? Uh no, we'll save it for next Words time. Words of wisdom to sign off with? Um
1: keep your butt all tight.